Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, a stress reduction coach who's all about helping you significantly reduce your stress so you can actually enjoy and perform better in your daily life. Now, today on the podcast, I want to talk about what to do when you fall down. Fall down, stumble, uh, fall off the wagon, fail, whatever you want to call it. I want to talk about five strategies to help you get back up again. Uh, It's something I hear from people all the time that they struggle with, uh, myself included. So let's talk about some strategies to actually get your butt back in gear. Now, before we get going, the Girl Choice Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ETB. So this particular episode is brought to you by Back to School Again, which is a podcast about midlife learners. So the next season dives into the power of online learning, and we're going to take a quick listen to their trailer. Hi, I'm Katrina Ingram. I'm working on a special three-part mini-series of the Back to School Again podcast in partnership with Athabasca University, which highlights the power of online learning. We'll talk about how the internet has transformed education, the role of micro-learning and micro-credentialing, and an exciting new offering called PowerEd. I've just completed the PowerEd course, Machine Learning for Competitive Advantage, and I'll share some of the cool things I've learned about how artificial intelligence is shaping our world and how to apply machine learning to solve business problems. The series launches in April, but you can subscribe now at backtoschoolagain.ca. Hope you'll join us. So you can find Back to School Again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it at backtoschoolagain.ca. That's backtoschoolagain.ca. Now, with Pod Power, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This particular episode, we're giving a Pod Power shout out to What on Earth Can We Do? So What on Earth Can We Do is a podcast produced by the Alberta Emerald Foundation. So in this annual annual series, hosts Colleen and Gregory chat with Alberta's environmental leaders about hot topics like food waste, reusing and recycling, and more. While tackling ecological challenges as individuals can seem daunting, we can learn together how to answer the question, what on earth can we do? To listen and find out more, visit emeraldfoundation.ca slash podcast. So again, the podcast is called What on Earth Can We Do? Okay, how many of us have set these like awesome goals for ourselves only to hit a road bump? We get on a roll with fitness and then like me, we throw our back out or we get sick. We're writing every day and then work gets overwhelming. We're uh, trying to meditate every day and something happens to throw up a throw us off kilter. We're on a string of good days not raising our voices around our kids, and then we crack. You and I both have countless examples of struggling to make habits stick and to stay on track with our goals. The challenge I often find is that people get real personal with their failure and they struggle to get going again. Well, I know that you can get back on track. I know it, and so today is about five tips to help you do just that. So tip number one, Take the personal out of it. I am willing to bet that when you stumble, fall, fail, or whatever word you want to call it, you are making it personal. I'm a failure. I suck. I have no willpower and all of that other bullshit. Your language needs to change first and foremost. Make it less personal because quite frankly, it is. Nothing happens in isolation. 
There are many factors at play. Last week, for example, I had been on this epic three-week roll with doing my um, bar body studio workouts at home. I felt like Wonder Woman. I was like, there are abs growing under my chub and I'm all excited about it. And then in the most ordinary of ways, I slipped on the ice while taking out the trash. Like to look at it, not much happened. An outsider would have seen me trying to like right myself and not fall. Didn't look like much, but inside my body, everything was jerking around and I was in a lot of pain afterwards and for the whole weekend. It wasn't good. I knew in that moment that I would not be doing these high intensity workouts for at least a couple weeks and that I'd be building back up from a lower intensity to keep my back safe. Now, old Victoria would have blamed herself, said how stupid I was, and so on. But current Victoria, with years of training my mindset, said, that sucks. It sucks. And it sucks that I wasn't able to work out right now. Um, but it's it. The situation. Not me. I am not a personal failure. Now, as we currently go through COVID-19, I hear a lot of people saying they feel like failures because they're not as productive as the people they follow on social. Well, we're all different. We all cope in different ways. And you frankly have no idea what other people's situations are behind closed doors. And you know what? COVID-19 sucks. It absolutely sucks. It drains you of energy and motivation. And we are so incredibly stressed that many of us need rest more than ever. But for a lot of us, rest doesn't look productive, hey? So yeah, if you're laying on your couch watching reality TV, that's okay. It is not a judgment on you or your productivity. There is a lot going on in the outside world. And maybe what you actually need to survive right now is some flexibility, grace, and rest. Get back up when you feel like it's a stretch, but not painful. COVID-19 is a trauma. Let's not forget that. I, I, This is a podcast about getting back up, but it's also recognizing when you need to rest. Okay? Tip number two, I want you to adopt a 1% mindset. So many of us fail to get back up because our idea of the next step is scaling the damn mountain. I'm going to run five kilometers every day, even though I've only ever run for five minutes straight before. <laughs> or I'm going to cook a beautiful Sunday roast dinner, even though craft dinner is usually the extent of my expertise. Or I'm going to launch a business, even though I'm not clear on the why, how, what, or even have a streamlined business plan. All of these things are possible. Write the book, learn to cook, run that 5k, start a business. But... If you want to get any kind of momentum going, small wins and improving 1% each day is a much better sustainable strategy. Let's say that I sleep for eight hours a night. Getting 1% better tomorrow from purely from a time perspective means that I have to make nine minutes of tomorrow better than today. To clarify, I don't need to add nine minutes of activity. Rather, I have to amplify nine minutes. So if you're still unclear on what that means, let's say that you work an eight-hour day. Uh, but like most of us, you spend two of those hours scanning emails or on social media, surfing the internet or whatever. How about you spend nine minutes intentionally reviewing your calendar and responding to as many emails as possible and then actually do some dang work? 
that is a major 1% improvement without adding nine, nine minutes to your workday. Or spend nine minutes of quality time with your partner or your kid or phoning a friend. I read a study somewhere that, because um, so many couples are so busy these days, right? That just five minutes of eye-to-eye contact and having a real conversation can build those feelings of love and trust and lasting relationships. So I would imagine the same goes for kids, right? We can be with them, but if you're on your phone or you're busy or you're distracted, are you with them? So what would nine minutes of eye-to-eye contact and real engagement do to improve a relationship? If you compound that 1% improvement, you're going to get further, farther, faster because you will have the motivation to keep going. You will not be setting yourself up for failure. So adopt that 1% mindset. Tip number three, get an accountability partner. So truth time, I set out a goal this week to start writing my nonfiction book. Huge disclaimer at the front because I know we just talked about this. This is not a judgment on your time, you the listener, nor should you feel like, oh, she's trying to write a book right now and I'm being lazy. Don't even, that is not what this is, okay? I am one of the lucky ones whose kids are in day home. Now, I have other circumstances behind closed doors, financially and whatnot, that are less desirable. But what I do have right now is a little bit more time and I'm trying to do a little bit of writing every day. So again, not a judgment on you if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not productive. Nope, that's not what this is. Anyways, my goal is to write 500 words a day, but know thyself (laughs) on the second day, I completely forgot that I was meant to be doing my writing until my accountability partner texted me. Holy crap, like I was then able to very quickly plow through 20 minutes of writing and hey-ho, I reached my goal. But without that system of accountability in place, um, I would have 100% missed my goal and gotten off track. So again, know thyself. I have three people I'm accountable to because I know that I could easily give up on one person uh, and just say that I gave up to them, but I can't bring myself to do that to three people. So we are up to 95% more likely to experience the change we want when we are accountable to others. The key is to find the right person or people that stretch you. Number four, create a successful environment. So we often think that we don't have the willpower. But what about your environment? (laughs) Is your environment set up to make your goals more likely to happen? Say you want to eat more veggies. Are they cut up and at the front of your fridge? Say you want to stretch each night before bed, but your yoga mat or foam roller are hidden away. Are you going to remember? If you want to be more artistic, but the supplies are buried in the closet... Are you going to remember? Like you're getting my drift, right? Your physical environment plays a big factor, so set it up for success. Dedicate a space, even a small one, to your goals. My podcast equipment lives in the same spot. My art supplies are handy for when the mood strikes. My foam roller is where it needs to be. I can see it right now. Um, Your physical environment is also your workplace and your commute. So if I drive by a Starbucks, y'all know how much I love my Starbucks, I am going to want a Starbucks even if I'm trying to save money. I don't know how many times I've been like, I am not, I'm only going to buy one Starbucks this week. But if I keep my commute the same way it normally is, then I'm going to see it and I'm going to want it. That's how habits work. That's how we're cued and we're triggered. 
So can you change your commute by a few blocks so that you aren't triggered? And maybe for you, it's not Starbucks, but maybe it's the liquor store or maybe it's uh, getting that like candy from shoppers on the way home, like whatever that is. Can you change your commute so that you're not triggered? There are so many ways to build a successful environment at home, at work and on the road, but you have to be aware and be creative about it. So number five, the last one, the failure is not trying. We often think the failure is falling down. It's not. The failure is not trying. I don't care if you get back up tomorrow, next week, or next month, but you get back up. You may end up finding out that like this is not the right goal for you anyways, and that's okay. But falling down is life. Getting off track is going to happen again and again and again because that is how life works. We get sick, we get busy, we get overwhelmed, things happen. So don't identify the getting off track as the failure. See getting back up as the success. See trying as the powerhouse move. What's that expression like shoot for the moon and you'll at least land in the stars? That's what we're going for. If you don't get back up, if you don't try, then you don't even stand a chance of stargazing. I know you've got this. This podcast is called Girl Tries Life because the most important thing is to try. You might try and find out it's not for you and that's fine, but try. Trying is success. Trying is the stargazing. I know you've got this, so if I can be of service in any way, please do not hesitate to reach out. Now, if you're listening to this the day it comes out on Friday, April 24th, um, on this Sunday, the 26th, I am launching the second cohort of Don't Just Survive, Thrive, a group coaching program. This is all for if you're feeling like 2020 is a write-off, this is the group for you because we want to help you feel that 2020 is actually something full of possibility. I want you to sit down on December 31st, 2020. I want you to look back at the year and say, yeah, 2020 was a challenge but I still made progress towards the things that were important to me. That's what we're doing here. Our first cohort is over halfway through and the women are getting some incredible, like I'm getting incredible feedback from them. And this is the group coaching program that I have made the most affordable. You will ever find my group coaching programs. It is $75 for six weeks. So that's $12.50 a week. And each week we go through different content uh, for half an hour and then we move into group coaching for an hour. So you get a bit of both. And if you can't make it live, like if you can't make it one week because you're working shift work or whatever, um, then you can watch the replay the next day. Everything's going to be there. So you don't miss out even if you can't make it live. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what it looks like week to week. Week one is re-envisioning 2020. We're going to talk about what that looks like given our current reality. Week two, we dive into how habits work, how to create habits that serve you and break the habits that don't. There's some incredible science behind it. And once you actually know how it works, it becomes so much easier. Week three is creating a systems-based approach to achieving your goals. Everything, the four key pillars that need to be in place to get your goals. Week four is how to find and build joy daily because if you're not enjoying the ride, I guarantee you're not gonna do it. Week five is how to overcome self-sabotage. How many of us do that? It's a super juicy week. And week six is how to make it stick. 
Like I said, the women who are going through this right now have said it is absolutely incredible. So I would love to have you a part of this. We have two spots left. So if you want one of those spots, email me, victoria at stresslessladies.com. Uh, you can email me before Sunday and uh, we will get you in there. I so hope to see you there. It is fire. I am lit up by it. The ladies in it are lit up by it. And I hope uh, to see you there. Have a fantastic week. Uh, I Take good care of yourself as we go through COVID-19. And uh, let's kick this in the butt, right? It's, these are hard, hard times for sure. But we have the power to create a different experience a kind of experience that we want from it. Okay. So much love, much energy, much resilience to you. And I will chat to you next week.